The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. In studio, in person, our Africa Business Focus is brought to you by SAA. The ones who fly SAA's growing route network now flying to Blantyre, Lilongwe, Vic Falls and Vintuk as well. Victor Khomiswada, did nobody tell you today was a public holiday? That Santon uh, was shut down, not because <laughs> of any political party, but simply because, hey, Santon just shuts down most days, but particularly on public holidays. How are things going? Good evening, Bruce. I'm on holiday. That's why I'm in Johannesburg. Remember, I'm a migrant worker, so <laughs> on public holidays, I'm Aren't not in Limpopo. All. I'm in Johannesburg. <laughs> aren't we all, Victor? Aren't we all? Um, how are things going for you in Limpopo in your academic career? Well, uh, it's not yet academic because I'm only doing marketing. Remember, Bruce, I'm not. When I'm a professor, but, I'll be able but to. Your, but you, but your marketing academia, which Definitely. is kind of the Definitely. Of, uh, six one half a dozen of the other, um, are, are the students at the University of Limpopo happy with their lot? Very fulfilling, Bruce. 23,000 students we are. Remember, the university will be 65 years old next what? year. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 23,000 students and mainly recruited from the quintiles one to three. So, they are not the richest kids. But, I mean, if you look at, we have, we have one kid who's a blind student who was in the top 20 in South Africa last in 2021. So, it's amazing. Just, it's so fulfilling. I've done a lot of things in my life and the teacher in me has just been reawakened when I stay on campus because I live on campus, I work on campus. So yeah, I've, I've just rediscovered something I lost maybe in 90... When did I leave teaching? Don't, it was don't, 1998. Don't, don't date yourself here. Don't date yourself. <laughs> Talk to me about banks and the relative value of banks and how... Uh, it's quite interesting how a, a bank in Kenya is emerging as a significant brand presence, I think that's the best way of putting it, yes. on global lists. Yeah, brand, brand Finance Africa, which values a whole lot of things. Brand Finance globally ranks all sorts of brands. In, in they give up to triple A brand rating strength according to however the people. So the Equity Bank, just to remind people, is run by a man J, called James Mwangi, who you and I spoke about a lot. He has been named yeah. the World Bank, African Banker of the Year twice by the British publication, the, the, the Banker. The Banker, I think, is part of Financial Times Group. So he's no strength. He's been also the winner of the EY Global, what is it, World Entrepreneur of the Year. Yeah. So his brand, and, and the funny thing is we don't even talk about it much in South Africa, but if you number the, the accounts they have and the countries in which they operate, they, they were operating in countries like Somalia at one stage. It came from a society, if you like, collective savings, brand uh, uh, positioning, and he Turn it around. It was a collective savings, as they call it in Kenya. But it's ranking going from, I mean, they scored what out of 192.4. That's an elite triple A brand. And, and it's an improvement of 1.6 in, in, its, in its 2022 debut ranking. It is ranked in the world now, what position 291 from 338. So in Africa is a real top player, which is just showing you that there are more and more African banks getting into that five. 5,000 brands globally, and this is very encouraging. But if I hadn't met James Mwangi, I would think maybe this is a hoax. But I know the man, very humble, oh. very solid as a business leader, and just the typical East African entrepreneur. He's always smiling, but he, he's a taskmaster of note. You know, this, uh, the thing about name dropping, and you've got to be so careful with name dropping, Victor. It's like that time I met Richard Branson and he said to me how he'd introduced Nelson Mandela to the Dalai Lama. And I said to Richard, 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 you and James, 
Richard and I. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, um, no, no, no. African economy. Call him. One, call him. One, <laughs> one, place, one place where we need to get our act together as African economies mm. is ensuring that capital can cross borders without mm. friction and interruption. And I'm afraid our friends in Nigeria are making it very difficult for companies to move money in and out of that economy. There are other economies also that are, are guilty of this too. Yeah. The latest is Emirates saying, hold on a second, please, can we just get money that is due to us out of Nigeria? Yeah, and I mean, the amount of money trapped in Nigeria belonging to airlines, Bruce, is nearly seven hundred. It's nearly $800 million what? now. What? 800 million. It's not just Emirates, but Emirates' share of this is 85 million, which is has been trapped there for over a year. And you know that not long ago, Nigeria was introducing new bank notes and they didn't do very well on that as well. So the Central Bank of Nigeria, due to the problems of hard currency unavailability and all that, managed and ended up holding on to money. Remember, Nigeria, although it's improving, its its economic growth and everything, it still has to stabilize its banking sector. So in the same way that South Africa is on that gray list, they are trying to control all kinds of things from money laundering to all sorts of fraud. And in doing that, sometimes they go a little overboard. And that's why Emirates suspended its flights. And this time it got so bad that the International Air Transport Association had to write a letter to the Minister of Aviation, Senator Hadi Sirika, and saying, listen, you can't be holding money in today's world where people are paying electronically what is this all about so 260 million of that has been committed by the central bank that it will be released and airline emirates airline owns i mean it's, it's entitled to 85 million of that the problem is if emirates suspends flights to your country you lose a whole lot of action yeah, exactly. because they connect the world to everywhere else so you it means where and, and one thing we never talk about is how important the middle east is to africa there's a lot of investment that comes from that part of the world so if emirates cuts you out you are in real trouble you mentioned gray listing and of course mozambique is one of the countries uh, that is grey listed, one of the poorest countries in Africa, and we know all of the issues um, in the gas fields of of Mozambique. They are trying to get off the grey list yeah. um, and are beginning to make some progress. It would seem they are the Financial Action Task Force. Don't we know them here in South Africa? Said they suspended them last October. October, and they say they are putting them under observation for two years. So by 2024, hopefully they'll be off if they do that which they were supposed to do. So this International Cooperation and Review Group, according to the, the noticias, the, the publication in Mozambique, will be publishing its first progress report soon and they are hoping there will be it will be a very positive one. The reason, one of the major reasons, if you remember Emmanuel Chang, you remember the tuna scandal, that left the country really embarrassed because when President Armando Guebuza, who some of us were panting as one of the best presidents, left office, he it came out that there was an undisclosed loan or indebtedness of $2 billion, which didn't really, nobody could account for. So it was almost the lack of transparency that got Mozambique into trouble. Because if I ask you, Bruce, for your personal financial statement or financial position and you hide $2 billion when you're a poor country, what else are you hiding from me? So this is why the gray listing had to come. And I think it will help President Newsy because sometimes when you work with local stakeholders, they don't cooperate as much as they do when you have an international whip hanging over 
over your head. So let's hope that it will come out of that. It's a far too critical economy in Southern Africa and in Southern Eastern Africa that we cannot afford to have this because when you are off the, the world of, of financial transfers, it means that problem in Cabo Delgado might even get worse. You, you never know what could be moving in and out of that country. So that's why they need to get the gray listing behind them as soon as possible. Victor Khomeswana in studio with us this evening. Victor, of course, is in charge of marketing at the University of Limpopo, but we know him better as a regular Africa correspondent. He is also the author of a book called Africa Bounces Back.